You know, over the years, I've taken thousands upon thousands upon thousands of phone calls and listened to so many of my listeners' stories. They've been stories of celebration, stories of joy, stories of surprise, babies, bonfires, job promotions, stories of graduations or adoptions of new home purchases, stories of four-legged fur babies and Gardens and glory and kitchen conquest, stories of love, stories of loss, stories of broken hearts, lots and lots and lots of broken hearts, achy, breaky hearts. But nobody, nobody, I mean nobody knows about achy, breaky hearts better than one of today's guests on Love Someone. Throughout his three-decade career, Billy Ray Cyrus, king of the achy, breaky heart, has achieved global success as a singer, a songwriter, an actor, a producer, a philanthropist. He's established himself as a household name across multiple areas of the entertainment landscape, including music, television, theater, and more. Winning Grammys and multiple awards from Billboard Magazine, Hip Hop, the Country Music Association, American Music, Canadian Music, and more. While Achy Breaky Heart went multi-platinum, Billy Ray followed up with back-to-back hits like It Could Have Been Me. She's not crying anymore in the uh, anthem, Some Gave All. He's never stopped creating new music, bending genres, and stealing hearts in the process. Last year, he had the huge worldwide smash, Old Town Road, and most recently with new on-the-scene Fire Rose and their single New Day. It's sort of a dreamy, ethereal song of hope a song of perseverance, perfect for the times we're living in. The duo wrote and recorded it together apart. They were not actually in the same room together, not even in the same state together uh, when it was released this past summer. Now, Fire Rose is a young woman born and raised in Australia. She moved from Sydney to Los Angeles when she was 19. Since then, she has performed regularly, gaining a loyal following of passionate fans, as well as respect and recognition within the music industry. Fire Rose is a storyteller, and she infuses her soulful vocals with unforgettable melodies and fiercely personal lyrics. We're going to catch up with that legendary Billy Ray Cyrus and the lovely, talented Fire Rose just as soon as I've paid a little tribute to one of my superstar sponsors that makes this podcast possible. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp, a company set up to help people. It's not a crisis line or self-help group but a group of professionals who provide counseling that's done securely online. They make it possible for you to talk with them from the comfort of your own home or office. You don't have to limit yourself to counselors near you, and it's much more affordable than traditional counseling with financial aid available. BetterHelp matches you with licensed professionals that specialize in everything from depression to stress, family conflict, trauma, grief, to self-esteem, and much more. 
Everything is confidential, and it's easy to make appointments via video or phone. They can help you start living a happier life today. Receive 10% off your first month by visiting BetterHelp.com slash LoveSomeone. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P dot com slash LoveSomeone. Over 1 million people have taken charge of their mental health with BetterHelp. Billy Ray Fire Rose, welcome aboard. I am so glad that you are here with us. You amazing human being. Um, honestly, you are a great, great, great humanitarian. You have been such a light in this world, and it's an honor oh, to be with you. you if today. you heard me screeching at my kids five minutes ago, you wouldn't be saying those nice things, Billy Ray. <laughs> oh, my gosh. This is the summer that never ends. It just goes on <laughs> and on, my friend. I have, I'm so blessed. I have um, a lot of kids and a lot of those kids are older than you, Fire Rose, and have a lot <laughs> of kids. So between my husband and I, we have 20 children and 23 grandchildren. No And way. with, you know, the shutdowns and all the craziness going on in the world and people working from home and people transitioning. Um, it became grandma camp this summer. I went to grandma camp. <laughs> I love grandma camp. Wow. Wow. And it was full. <laughs> it, it, it's the summer that never ends. <laughs> you know what I did a few months ago? I went and bought myself uh, a 28-year-old motorhome. We have a big, big land yacht motorhome. It's like 20 years old. And I call it my husband's man cave because that's where he retreats to when the grandkids are driving him nuts. He just goes into the motorhome. Um, but I can't drive the thing. I mean, it's, it's, it's 38, 40 feet long. Um, I don't know how to drive the thing. So I found... This little Class C, it's basically a truck with a little motorhome built on the back of it. And it says it sleeps six, but I've managed to get eight grandkids in the thing. And wow. so we, we just, we just you know, throw a watermelon in, in the motorhome. Uh, it's stocked with really nutritious, nutritiously dense stuff like Top Ramen and crackers, <laughs> animal crackers, and we go. And after I finish this interview with y'all today, that's what I'm doing. That sounds, sounds taking so five. Fun. Yeah, you can, can come. come. <laughs> Fire Thank Rose, you. please come. Yay, road trip. So let's talk about how did Billy Ray Cyrus, how did you meet Fire Rose and how did New Day come about? Well, I'll start with how did I meet this young lady? And um, it was um, 10 years ago on the set of Hannah Montana. And um, I had this uh, German shepherd named Tex, and he was with me on every episode, every movie, everything, Hannah Montana. He was with me from the beginning. So was he end. your own personal dog or was he a part of like the show? And then you hung out with him while you were there and then not. I was his own personal human. <laughs> I was his human. I actually got him for therapy for me. But quite frankly, I. 
he kind of needed me and I needed him. And we were really just partners. And uh, he went with me everywhere, whether I was touring, playing music or doing that show. And he'd just lay in my dressing room. And he was kind of a, he was a special little guy. And um, we had a ritual, like usually about three or four o'clock in the evening when they'd take a break. Um, There was one tree on the whole lot. It's the old lot where they, you know where they film I Love Lucy? Gowan, is it called Gowan Studios? Barrows, the name of that studio? Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, where KTLA is now. And they used to film Lucy there. And um, so in the front was pretty nostalgic at Sunset Boulevard, kind of it really felt like Hollywood. But there was one tree, like a pine tree, one tree. The rest were palm trees. But this pine tree had a coolness to it and there was grass underneath it. So Tex and I'd go out there and we'd pretend we were in Tennessee for a moment. And I'd sit and watch people and look at things and he'd take care (laughs) of business. And then we just sat there and um, we were there. It was like the last season of Hannah Montana. And um, Fire Rose came out, I guess, of an audition. Maybe you pick it up from there. Uh, She came out and had done an audition for a different show. Yeah. I And she just had a glow about like, you know, when you see a person, they got a light coming off of them, like a positivity of she just represented a light. Like she had a, it was almost like the sun coming out of some positive, like some purpose that she had. Sometimes they say, well, I don't, you know, that person had it and no one can ever define what it is. But she had it and she came out and I thought, that girl has to be a star. And oddly enough, she came out of there and came over and asked if she could pet Tex. And that's, you take it from there, but that's kind of how we ended up here. That's incredibly sweet. But firstly, the people I was coming out of the audition from did not feel that I had it. (laughs) So Billy Ray was smart enough to recognize that you had it, but they weren't. (laughs) Uh, you didn't get the part oh no you're kidding me i was i was the queen of rejection thomas edison said the most important ingredient for success is failure every time you fail you eliminate one way that won't work therefore being one way closer to the one way that will i like honestly i just got so used to being rejected that when any type of anything sembling success started, I was just in complete disbelief because I was like, no, this isn't how it works. I mean, I didn't stop doing my thing. I didn't stop writing music because I couldn't physically not. It was, it's just my soul. But I stopped having any idea that there was um, kind of a, you know, a day like today or the, the last few months of anything, anything close to that. I mean, we, we, um, we get really used to sort of, especially after years and years of the same thing. And so Cyrus amazingly kind of talks about how persistent I was, but I, I guess I, I still did my art, but I never, I guess I gave up some idea that it was ever going to amount to anything. Where's Tex, by the way? Has God called Tex across the bridge or is Tex in the other room? He went to the other side and um, God blessed me and, uh, he came back to another German shepherd and we lived the next 10 years with a dog named Mate. And unfortunately, um, Mate passed away. You know, for every action, there's an opposite and equal reaction. And for as great as 2019 was and Old Town Road being the number one song and just, you know, I mean, it was just unbelievable of 
every reason I bought a guitar and started a band was to move people through the music. Unfortunately, uh, mate got sick and he, he chose that moment to, he left me. It was in the middle of the height of everything. I, I, I look back and think that he chose that moment because he knew I was so busy that I wouldn't just hang my head and sit somewhere in a corner and grieve. And I became quite an actor during the height of Old Town Road. I'd take the stage and... And have everybody dancing and rocking out while in your heart, you just, you just went through a massive loss. Yeah, and I'd come back to that bus. He always stayed with me on the bus. He had his own bunk beside me, and I'd come back to the bus, and he wasn't there. And uh, so I, it, was, it was, again, like, for everything good, there's something bad, and for every peak of a mountain, there's a valley somewhere, and I just had to deal with it. And um, here I am, lo and behold. Unless you've been through it, you can't describe that loss. It's, it's, you know, and people are like, come on, get over it. It's a dog. I'm like, you clearly have never belonged to a dog. Because when, when you are a dog's person and, and you belong to them and they're your heart. Uh, so, yeah, I get it. So now I got a little fella out in my truck right now as we speak. I'm his person now. His name is Tommy Jack. And in the midst of my broken heart and all this, I kept saying, okay, Tex, mate, you got to come back to me. You got to come back. And I just came in from a show and the news came on and they had one little dog that had three days before he was going to expire. He was on the news and I'm like, oh my good. Like, like you knew. Three days. What, who, I like, who does that? Who says that? Who, and I'm, he was rescued from a, a abandoned shack in Louisiana. They had had a flood. And um, so is he a German shepherd? They found him in an attic. What is he? No, he's about 10 different <laughs> breeds. He's a, he's a mongrel. He's a mongrel. <laughs> he's like, but he's such a special little guy. His name is Tommy Jack. And he's just a little special. He's, he's actually a genius, but somewhat like myself, we, we both have <laughs> issues and we have kind of found some common denominator. <laughs> and taking care of each other and dealing with our own issues. And I take him with me everywhere now, too. And you thought you were going to go rescue this dog who had, you know, three days left. And, and looking at your face, even when you say his name, that dog has rescued you, I think. I think so. I think you're right. You're exactly right. And now you got a new song. It's a new day. Are you guys going to perform it for me here? You understand this is now only the fifth time we've ever played this song together. Under Now, when the you guys roof. recorded it, you recorded it separately, right? Yeah, yeah, she was in California. I was in Tennessee. Zoom, Pro Tools, yeah. every, I'm a rather primitive. I use this thing called a BR-1600, which was probably invented. Like, I'm sure Carl Perkins and Chuck Berry both had one. Like, this, this was a pretty primitive piece of gear that I've had for a long time. And, Kind of like my motor I'm home. old school. I kind of would do, oh, maybe it's it might have been in there. It's a brilliant machine. He's really underselling it. It's, it. it was the foundation of New Day and how it got produced and, and created because he'd send me little clips and I put it in my rig in LA and we pieced together the, the soul of the song through this. I would do my primitive Fred Flintstone recordings and do my thing and kind of, and then she would take it at, 
she's actually really brilliant as a musician, as a producer, as a songwriter. She wrote the most of this song and had the song finished. I just I just loved the song and was a fan. I've been a believer for a long time. And and I respected the fact that she persisted. She wouldn't give up on her dream. And here it was like 10 years later. And she was still believing and still doing it for the love of the music. Not, you know, not for any other reason than she's just a natural born talent. And she produced the record. She would take my little scratches of stuff and take them to the studio. And they'd come back sounding like, all crisp and shiny and like they'd been to some kind of reborn <laughs> factory. And um, like, she's yeah. really, she's, she's really a talent. You were handing me like diamonds that just needed a tiny bit of dusting. And then they were diamonds. Like, and I just slid them into the track and I was like, this is amazing. Like, keep them coming. Keep them coming. Can you do this bit? Like, can you add a little bit of electric guitar? And then, you know, it, and yeah, it was, it was from the other side of the country, but it worked and it was it really was like a message of, of the song that we were, we were kind of praying for this new day. We all, we all are right now. In the we mid, all in the middle, are. This was the middle of 2020. We, yeah. Uh, we thought it was 2020. It was the early spring and summer of 2020. And we're like writing this song going, it's new days just around the corner. So we all need the song. We all need a new day. And let's, let's share it with the world. Okay. It's a new day, it's a new day, it's a new day. In between, getting high, in between, going viral, I swore I saw you die, I swore I saw you end your life, but what it's worth. It's a new day And it's a new day When I 
Everybody who listens probably has a different emotional connection or emotional takeaway. When when you wrote it, when you sing it, what what comes to your heart? That's such a good question. She wrote the most of it, so That's I'm gonna let her true. take it from there. Yes, That's it is true. You tell them. The truth is, when I originally wrote the demo, which I wrote on my phone. Um, about five years ago, it came to me in a moment of deepest darkness that I've ever been. I was in a really bad place in my, in my life and struggling actually to survive. Um, I was dealing with some heavy issues and it was like a prayer of light that kind of came to me. Um, and somehow the melody in those words and uh, the way it hit, it, it, I, I don't know where music comes from, but if I'm, if I'm fortunate enough to grab it when it comes in the air and through my brain and get it into something that I can then, um, have with me and I grabbed it and I kept listening to it over and over again. And it, it I guess just brought me some semblance of hope that there was a new day on the horizon and thank God there was for me. And I'm phenomenally grateful for that, but it was looking pretty bleak for a a few years there. So I was in such a different place, but the world, um, we all collectively were in kind of this dark place together where we couldn't reach out and touch our loved ones or even, you know, be around people, um, which is just something that I don't think any of us could have fathomed. And as soon as it happened, it was like, oh, well, if I needed a new day, I can only imagine the world needs a new day. And that's sort of what I feel when I'm singing it. We definitely need a new day. <laughs> so, Billy, what, where, where, where was your heart, your head when you listened? And what did it speak to you? And what do you want? I mean, I know everybody wants whoever is listening to a song, at least most artists, to take from it what they need. You know, take what you need and, and let that resonate in you. But was there something in particular that you felt or connected to, like like for me, it's my baby's faces and my grandbaby's faces, and, and that that the line about when I saw your face. Yeah, I, I, I feel like I should make up some really deep story, but I think I'm just going to tell you the <laughs> truth. Um, <laughs> we had um, uh, we lost contact for years, and she went on her journey of life. I went on mine, and um, but one thing's stayed consistent was 
I never changed my email address. My email was fat-faced. My face is the first thing that usually gets fat on me. And I named my first email ever had fat-faced and uh, never changed. And lo and behold, I, I get this email like toward the end of 2019. No one's then. I'm just... I'm celebrating. It's been a great year and everybody's And you're happy, dancing and down that old country the, road, the old town road. Uh, yeah. Woo, boy, yeah, were you dancing. Right. And, uh, yeah. And looking forward, I was nominated for some Grammys and looking forward to January 28th was the Grammys in LA and this thing. And she sent me a, a song, a different song. And I thought, wow, man, she's still at it. She's, she persisted. She didn't give up. And actually like, listen, her recordings, she evolved. She's, you know, success is the progressive realization of where the ideas or goals, not necessarily the attainment of them. And I said, man, she's, and so I wrote her back. I said, I love this song. She'd made a little video, a little cartoon girl running. And I said, that kind of reminds me of the girl that I met. It's a running girl. And this little, I've been looking at her. I said, hey, you know what? This is really good. Um, I said, have you ever thought, I, I, Sometimes I just get feelings about things. I don't have a whole lot of talent. I just go on. Em- Some no, folks no, no. would argue with that, no, Billy Ray Cyrus. On, but- no, no, no. I, I just go on emotions and feelings. I get feelings about things. And I heard this voice inside telling myself to tell her, I said, have you ever heard of a song called Delta Dawn? And she wrote back and said, I'm looking it up right now. So she checks out the song. She goes, I love this song. I love it. What would you do to it? I said, well, I'd just make it you, you know, introduce it to a whole new generation. And, I, and, and that's the one thing I added a little place for a guitar solo. It never really had a solo. And I said, just get one of your rock and roll friends out there to blister an 80s rock guitar solo in the middle of this anthemic storyline country song of Delta Don. Well, not only did she say, I'm going to do it, she did it. And she executed it to perfection. And like three weeks later, she sends me this track that just totally just kicked my ass. And I was like, holy crap. And it's impressive. A lot of people say they're going to do something and they never do it. But it's impressive when somebody says, hey, that's a good idea. I'm going to do it. And then they do it. And I go, wow, she killed it. So I'm coming out to the Grammys in L.A. on January. I'm in Tennessee at the time. Of, OK, I'm coming out. I'll come sing Delta Dawn because before she cut it, she said, if you'll cut it, if you'll sing on it, I'm going to go cut it. And she killed it. So I'm, I'm going to L.A. I'm going to be there. I'll come in and sing. And I loved what she did. And I get out there. Lo and behold. Grammys happen, blah, blah, blah. Here comes the pandemic. I leave the Grammys and pretty much they shut the lights off and locked the door. And everything was mm. pretty much shut down. I did one more show. I did one show with Neil Diamond in uh, Las Vegas. And the next day I barely met, I flew out. And that day they closed everything. And um, that was the last show I did. And um then, so I didn't want her to think I was just flaking out and I didn't, so I wrote and said, I, you know, obviously I didn't make it and the pandemic set in and it's locked down and her being the never give up or that she is goes, well, then I guess we'll just have to do it a different way. And through, um, we've all learned, you know, that necessity is the mother of skill 
or we've actually learned repetition is the mother of skill. But through the pandemic, I kind of rewrote that a little bit, at least for me, as to necessity is the mother of skill. And when you need to do something, then you will do, go through the repetition of learning it. And I kind of had to learn a whole new way of stepping up my game of pro tools and everything that I'd learned. I'm old school. You know, I'm like, wait, I mean, we can make a record from across the country and do it like this. And she kind of taught me this way. And I'm, I'm always, you know, we started doing it. Song starts evolving. And a year and a half later, here we are and the song is out. And it's just kind of crazy. Again, I think she's a remarkable example of persistence. So now I'm dying to hear your version of Delta Dawn. Okay. She's 41 and her daddy still calls her baby. Baby. All the folks around Brownsville say she's crazy. Crazy. Because she walks downtown with a suitcase in her hand. Looking for a mysterious dark head man. Now you gotta sing with us. Delt. <laughs> Don't, what's that flower you got on? Could it be a faded rose from days gone by? And did I hear you say he was being here today to take you to his mansion in the sky? <laughs> Awesome. Of, that's crazy. No, thank, thank you. you I just did this um, uh, animation that Harry Connick Jr. wrote, and he wrote me in as the possum. And I play the possum. I am a possum in his, if the show gets picked up, the I'm possum. a possum. And so I'm, I'm Harry Connick Jr.'s wow. possum. But no one knows and probably never will. I couldn't except think of I'm a just better person to play the role of a person. It was fun because George so Jones was one of my best friends. Yeah, You know of George Jones. He stopped loving her. He became one of my best friends. And he actually introduced me to Johnny Cash. He drove mm. me there in his Cadillac. Mm. Meet Johnny Cash. Mm. Uh-huh. George Jones drove me to meet mm. Johnny Cash. And so... I told Harry Connick Jr. that I wanted this role, no matter what it said, no matter what it did, because this was my tribute to the possum. And so there so, you go. And he killed it. And he rest in it. peace, George. And Jones, Johnny Cash. Great man. Great man. God, I loved him so much. I love him. I wow. Miss him now. You, ju you just mentioned two of the biggest names of my childhood. My dad was everybody in my world is musical except for me. Um, my dad was in a country western band. They started a country western band called Country Velvet. And so they would play at weddings and they would, you know, play at the old folks home and they would always play at the Elks or the Eagles every weekend. They'd get a gig at the Elks or the Eagles. And, you know, it was it was George Jones. It was Johnny Cash. It was Buck Owens and the Buckaroos. You know, that was that was what I grew up listening to every night. You know, when when they were jamming in the, the living room and and we lived in this tiny little our house was, you know, twelve hundred square feet. You can't not hear them jam all night long. And <laughs> and uh, that's that's my heart. That's where I go home to. That's the music I go home to. Wow. Yeah. Me Good too. stuff Me there. Too. And you got to meet them. Me too. Yeah. I just want to kiss your face and, for uh, that reason. Well, 
That's a possibility. Yeah. <laughs> uh, That's fantastic. I love it. It has been great spending time with Billy Ray Cyrus and the beautiful Fire Rose. Billy Ray has been keeping us entertained for decades, and I've no doubt he'll continue to do so for years to come. I'm looking forward to more from Fire Rose as well. She's a talented lady with a lovely heart. But before we wrap up today's episode, I want to shine a light on one of my exceptional podcast sponsors that make it possible for me to share all these great conversations with you all. Annie's Kit Clubs is one of the sponsors of this podcast episode. Craft Kits from Annie's provides wonderful creative breaks for all members of the family. Now that kids are back in school, they'll long for something to do other than homework. And parents will too. Annie's Kits are the perfect answer. They have all kinds of projects, including young woodworker sets, jewelry and card making, textiles and more. I love them because there are options for everyone and it's so easy. Every month they deliver new kits with all the supplies and tools you need right to your mailbox. Annie's has a special offer right now for my listeners. 75% off your first kit. Visit annieskitclubs.com backslash radio. That's annieskitclubs.com backslash radio for 75% off. I love it. Yeah. You know, I'll leave you with this because you said you like Johnny Cash. Um, the reason George Jones drove me to meet Johnny Cash was Jones was in my house and he saw a letter hanging on the wall that Johnny Cash had written me in 1992. And you probably don't know this about me, but in 1991, I lived in my car and um, uh, I'd had 10 years of failure of being a singer, songwriter, entertainer. I was supposed to be a baseball player. I was going to be a catcher for the Cincinnati Reds. And I heard this voice telling me to buy a guitar and start a band and I'd find my purpose in life. And I kind of went crazy and listened to the voice. And after 10 years of failure, I was about to give up. And I, But finally someone said, yes, I'd written a song about a Vietnam veteran called Some Gave All. And after 10 years of being told no, I played that song for a man and he said yes. And was with Mercury Records and we made the album Some Gave All, which included Achy Breaky Heart, written by a Vietnam veteran. And lo and behold, so a year later, I wasn't living in my car anymore. It's so in June of 1992, Johnny Cash wrote me a handwritten letter. And in the letter, he said, it's good to be reminded where all things that are good come from, almighty God. And when Jones read this letter, he said, have you ever met Johnny Cash? And I said, no. And he goes, well, he's down in Franklin tonight. You want to go meet him? I said, I'd love to. And he put me in his car and drove me to meet Johnny Cash so that I could thank him for writing wow. me that letter. And that's kind of, so I do. And to this day, you know, I do, I do give thanks for all things good. and All good and perfect things come from the Father. Yeah. Oh, that is a sweet story. Thank you for sharing that. Mm-hmm. Thank you guys for sharing today. Thank you for Thanks having us. So much. It's an honor to meet you. I hope I see you in person sometime Oh, soon. man, I hope so. <laughs> you and your husband take me for a ride in your, um, is it a Winnebago? That's my husband's motorhome. Um, mine oh. is not quite as fancy. Just between us, I paid all of $12,000 for it. 
but I can, mama can drive it. <laughs> wow. And I'm not a yeah. fancy person. Good. Like, really yeah, I don't, I'm, fancy, I've never so. been fancy schmancy. Um, you know, I'm not fancy. Schmancy. I like, I like thrift stores and I like things that have been loved on. Uh, and, and it's perfect because I don't have to say, don't get that dirty. Don't come in there with sand on your feet, you know, because that's the whole purpose of it is, is it's the, it's the little, it's the camper for the grandkids. And I still have four kids at home. So uh, my, my oldest is in her forties. My youngest is five. So I'll be, I'll what? be a thousand. Whoa, I'll be a thousand when I'm done um, raising kids, Whoa. but it, you know, it's fun. Ah, so yeah, you can come and you can hop in my motor home or I have a, a gator you can ride on here at the farm. Um, I'm a gator riding son of a gun. I'll tell you that right now. I got I got four wheels. I got quads. We could go up on the mountain <laughs> on the quad and you could sing to me. <laughs> well, gosh. Oh, come on. Well, come on. Let's do it. <laughs> Billy Ray Cyrus, something of a chameleon. After 30 years in the limelight, he's still handsome, talented, still writing, still recording, and totally game for whatever each new day brings his way. His new single, this collaboration with newcomer and indie pop artist Fire Rose, is available right now. Catch up with Billy Ray on his website, billyraycyrus.com, and check in with Fire Rose on her website, firerosemusic.com. You'll be able to find all the fun stuff on their social media pages at Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And you can, of course, catch me here on Love Someone. You can find me on my website, Delilah.com, on Facebook, on Instagram, and of course, nightly on my radio program, where I hope to help smooth off the rough edges of each new day and soothe a few achy, breaky hearts as well. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. Let's hit it. Give me a vacation. Vacation. Give me a wave. Surfing. Give me a city tour. The trolley. Give me animals. The zoo. Give me some sea life. <laughs> Give me museums. Park. Give me a woo. Roller coaster. What's that spell? San Diego. 
If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your family vacation at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds.